Indiana. The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. It's a Saturday, September 19th, 2020. If you're a high school football fan, you're going to love this show today because we're going to talk a lot about high school football because it's so newsworthy. My goodness, there's so much going on. There were uh, a few multiple surprises last evening, so the prognosticators might take a little bit of a hit, but it's all part of the excitement. I know on the pregame show last night, uh, D.C. Hendricks made a guest appearance. And picked his upset special. He picked his alma mater, Southside, over the Wayne Generals. Look and, at him. And we kind of looked at him like, okay, well, I, you know, and I even told him right before the show started, I said, okay, uh, you got an upset special, but you can't pick your alma mater. Oh. And he kind of looked at me like, who are you? And, and I know, yeah, okay. And then, so, but... Fair. Anyway, <laughs> we, yeah, we will uh, we will get to that uh, shortly. Don't forget the automotive color and supply text line is open for your comments, opinions, suggestions, etc. If you were fortunate enough to be at a game last night, hey, tell us what you saw. Four six eight six two four six eight six two. The uh, automotive color and supply text line. Put TS in the front of your message, so we'll know that. Well, yes, indeed, it is for us. But, yeah, the Summit Athletic Conference, and of course, it's not done yet, and we don't want to uh, put anything ahead of anything else, because at Carroll High School tonight, the Carroll Chargers will be hosting the Bishop Dwinger Saints, two teams with a combined record this year of 7-1. and one. Dwinger's only defeat at the hands of the Homestead Spartans in triple overtime, and oh, by the way, Homestead... Uh, was uh, on a roll once again last night. So uh, it's it's interesting at the top. Well, of, of, of this conference and also another one of our favorites, the Northeast 8, and we'll tell you about that in just a few minutes. But without further ado, I want to bring in my partner, my co-host, the producer extraordinaire everything from OPS, from outside the huddle.net and in if you are not uh, checking out OutsideTheHuddle.net yet, do so. It is abundant with high school football and basketball information for you in depth. So if you want to know what's going on in high school football and basketball around Northeast Indiana, do indeed check out OutsideTheHuddle.net. Because that person is Mr. Justin Kenny. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you on this uh, brisk September morning? Yes. Brisk. Chilly. We waited 37. When I got up this morning, 37 degrees. Well, I'm going to have to wear my longer shorts. So, because <laughs> so, I've got volleyball shorts I wear. Well, yeah, he, too, do, you know, he and, does, folks. It's a disturbing image. The neighbors aren't happy, but it, they're comfy, <laughs> you know. And there, um, there he is, watering his lawn again in those shorts. Well, I can stretch to get those those far-reaching plants and things when I water. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I'm sorry if you're eating breakfast. But, um, anyway, let's get right to the scoreboard from last night. 
night in the Summit Athletic Conference. The Concordia Cadets win again, and and that defense gives up just six points to the Northern Bruins. Twenty to six, the final score. Uh, Concordia doing what they they always do: play staunch defense, and with Brandon Davis back. You know, I was able to see some video clips and things of that nature. And they are just a very smooth running team. With Amir Drew, you've got Brandon Davis, you've got the receivers, and then and then of course that swarming defense. You know, have you recalled the time, Justin, when we've had this many teams in the area with such staunch defenses? It's been a while. We've talked so much in recent years about offenses and just how, how good the offenses are around here. But I totally agree. I feel like across the spectrum of each conference in the area, you have a couple teams that play absolutely phenomenal defense. Concordia is up there. Homestead is up there. Of course, Dwanger is up there uh, in the SAC. So it's been exciting to see some of these high-powered offenses going up against these staunch defenses and, and seeing what happens. So Concordia 20 to 6 over Northrop held Demarius Cowan to uh, I believe about 76 yards on the evening. However, he still leads the area in rushing with uh, over 800 yards, 809 uh, if my calculations are um, correct. But uh, Concordia 20 to 6 over Northrop. Bishop Lewers 49 Northside 46. And I'm going to be brutally honest. I did not see this coming. Uh, no. Congratulations to Bishop Lewis. Yeah. Uh, big win for the Knights. You know, we're down double digits in the fourth. Came back, took the lead. Northside then went down, retook the lead on a bomb from uh, from Deuce Taylor to Tate Johnson with about three minutes to go. And then Carson Clark and that offense goes back to work, scores with five seconds to go to take the lead, get the win. And a phenomenal night for, for Bishop Lewers. Carson Clark, over 300 yards passing. Big breakout game for him. And an overall tough week for, for Northside. And losing you know, Theo Redmond earlier this week to a shooting in Youngstown, Ohio. Graduated in 2020, uh, or just earlier this year. And uh, the emotions all over the, the the spectrum for the week. And then to come out last night and, and lose a heartbreaker. Just a tough couple days for the legends definitely and uh, so yeah congrats to to the bishop lures knights a big win for the program they're now two and three on the season as are the legends but in that game if you were there once again 95 points and 10 touchdown passes deuce taylor yeah six td passes carson clark he didn't just you know like you said over 300 yards passing but four touchdown passes on his own. So kind of a coming out party for Carson uh, Clark in that one. And and this is the second game that Deuce Taylor this year has thrown six touchdown passes and Northside has lost. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is that is unbelievable. In other scores, Southside gets their first win of the year. They beat the Wayne Generals 29-28 to in that one. Um Oh, here, here you go. A couple of teams that are that are rebuilding the programs and uh, uh, Southside though played Snyder oh so tough yes. last week. They, they didn't. I mean, Dwanger uh, got out to a lead on on Southside and I think tried to put them tried to go into a rolling clock mode with them going for two after a touchdown and, and didn't get the conversion. 
but Southside was, uh, you know, a formidable opponent for the Saints, even so. And then 14-7 to Snyder, they come up and they beat Sherwood Haydock and the Wayne Generals 29-28. Roosevelt Norfleet with his first win of the season. Yeah, just a, a great, great story last night for South. You know, they played... Uh, to Snyder, like you mentioned, really tough last week when they retired Bernard Pollard's number, and I know the emotions were high. And you know, we we tend not to root for teams per se, but we root for stories. And it would have been great for for South to get a win last week. That would have been a story. The emotions of that game, but to come back this week, keep up that uh, mo- positive momentum, and get a win in what was a back and forth game for Wayne, and get a big stop late, winning by one. Yeah, congratulations, Coach Norfleet, and those guys you know they work just as hard as everyone else and we talk week in week out about the teams that are you know in contention at the top of the conferences but it's always cool to see a program like Southside that needs positive momentum anywhere it can find it to get one and beat what is turning out to be a really solid Wayne football team in the first year under coach Haydock yeah, and it, it yeah it just goes to show, once again, on any given night. And then the fourth and final game that was on tap in the SAC last night, Homestead 33, Snyder 3, Evan Ormsby, five touchdown passes, two touchdown passes to Jared Kissler, uh, two more to Nate Anderson. He was 15-22 to 22 for 286 yards in the contest. And I, I think that had been... Uh, kind of well. Well, they're 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 good, but we'll we'll see if their quarterback develops. Yeah. And uh, I think he showed in no uncertain terms that uh, he was able to put the ball on the money and uh, and deliver. And Evan Ormsby did just that. He did. And you know, early in the season, you know that season opening loss to Northrop, and and Ormsby did not play well very well in that game. And you started to think, okay, they have the running game, they have the front line offensively. Can Ormsby take the next step and progress? And he has each and every week gotten better and better and better. And it's no longer a, well, you know, they're going to have a run game, but can they pass it? Evan Ormsby's on it. And and we knew that Homestead always has passers, right? And Evan Ormsby may not be as as prolific as some of those guys they've had. But he's shown his skill the last couple weeks especially and is 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 now a guy that they can sling it all over the field and confidently make the throws that he needs to to make to allow that team to win something that I don't think he had the confidence in doing even 3 4 weeks ago. And of course uh, tonight's final matchup in the Summit Athletic Conference as we said a little bit earlier Bishop Dwenger heads to Carroll to take on the Chargers the Chargers sitting atop the SAC with a perfect 4 and 0 record Bishop Dwenger lurking behind at 3 and 1 Homestead 4 and 1 with a, a firm grasp of second place currently. So uh, this should be a dandy at Carroll tonight. It's just a shame that we couldn't fill the stands, the bleachers, everything surrounding it in a game of this magnitude out at Carroll. Uh, it it, it would have been just a, a wonderful atmosphere. But, uh, hey, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hope we'll, you know, Hope for a, a lot of good reporting. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and and we'll see. Let's move on quickly to the Northeast 8 Conference. A lot to talk about in the Northeast 8 because uh, let's start with Columbia City. Columbia City uh, took on DeKalb last night, and uh, it took overtime. But the Eagles prevailed by a score of 13-12. to Gray Bolt had two more touchdown passes on the night, but it wasn't 
as easy for the Eagles as it had been in the past. No, it was a very a big struggle for for Columbia City. And talking to Coach Fox last night, he, he's like, you know, "We just we just struggle on the road." Like, as he he doesn't know if it's a mindset thing or what. Get on a bus. He's he's actually considering, you know, getting his guys on a bus and driving around and then coming back to Columbia City for home games. Like, he he's got to get these this these guys in the mindset that they have to play at home on the road because all of a sudden you look at their schedule. We knew the back end was loaded. And you have East Noble and Leo and New Haven. And we figured those were the quote-unquote big three of the NE8. But the big three is now East Noble, Leo, and Norwell. That's right. Who will be a week nine opponent. So it goes in, no, in, in, not in, in the order. I don't know what it goes in, but it's East Noble, Leo, New Haven, Norwell, the final four games for yeah, Columbia City. Yeah, I've, I've got it up here. It's, it's New Haven, East Noble, Leo. You know, it's at East Noble, at Norwell, but it's... Uh, it's home to New Haven at East Noble, home for Leo and at uh, the uh, at Ossian at Norwell. So. Yeah, so it's a, a challenging final month of the schedule for Columbia City, uh, but at five and zero, they control their destiny in the Northeast State. Just a tough road, and I know Coach Fox is going to look for any way to get that team fired up and 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 playing better on the road. He's open to any suggestions at this point. Other scores had Huntington North beating Belmont 35-13. to Leo, they, they, they took this, this marquee matchup and uh, had, well, had nothing to do with it. Leo 24 to nothing over East Noble. And, and how long has it been since East Noble was completely shut out? Um, Leo, Caden Miller, 72-yard TD run in the second quarter. But, uh, you know, they had a ground game. And then that Leo defense that everybody's been talking about all season long, just uh, up to the task. Yeah, it was. I don't know what was more impressive, the Leo defense, the Leo offense. Uh, it's the first shutout of East Noble since that Cathedral game four or five years back to start the season. I'll have to look and see the last time East Noble was shut out in a conference game, but it's their first back-to-back losses in 12 years. Last time that happened was 2008. I don't know how demoralizing it is for a team when you know exactly what they're going to do. And you can't stop it. And that was East Noble's defense last night against Leo. Leo ran the ball 43 times out of 44 plays. The only time they threw it was a halfback pass that was an incomplete completion. They went 0 for 1 passing. And so I know Caden Miller gets the the accolades for good reason. Another great game for him last night for Leo. But it's it's a whole cadre of running backs. They run that wing tee out and, and they just time and eating up that clock and it's exactly what they did against East Noble last night. It's very, very impressive, but while Leo may right now be the favorite in the Northeast State, I'm wondering when we get into the playoffs, if a team slows that offense down on the ground, can they win a game going vertical? Then do they adjust, yeah. Yeah, so that's the big unknown for Leo going forward and that sectional 19 happens to have the East Noble Knights in it. So we very well meet, could get a rematch. East Noble could be healthier at that point, And that will be a game to watch. I'm sure the Knights will make some adjustments if they do indeed 
match up again. Well, yeah, if they do match up again, of course, they'll have film on the same personnel yeah. and, and their own personnel and what they need to do to make adjustments. So, yeah, it could be interesting. However, Leo prevails 24 to nothing. The other uh, Northeast 8 game, uh, and this was a little bit of a surprise to me as well, just a margin of, of victory of, of 35 points. But it was Norwell, 43, New Haven, 8. The second week in a row that New Haven has scored 8 points in a game. And this after they beat uh, to a number one ranked pioneer at the time. And, uh, and we're riding high with a 3-0 and record. And now uh, two straight losses uh, last week to New Haven. Or last week, New Haven to Leo. And then uh, last night to Norwell. Eli Riley uh, of Norwell had three rushing touchdowns and a passing TD. But uh, Norwell, who, who were completely frustrated by Leo when they played them. Yeah, 17-0 loss. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, comes back and, and looks like gangbusters. Of course, they, they shut out Belmont last week, but um, the week before playing Leo, uh, they they had them all you know out of out of their game, and um, so Norwell recoups big time. They do uh, against some great offensive athletes in in New Haven. I look at uh, at Norwell as one of those teams. The Northeast State is fascinating to me because you have a couple really good teams and you have a whole cadre of teams that are behind them and two teams right now that are saying, hey, look at us. It's Columbia City and now Norwell. Mm-hmm. And Norwell held Leo to less points than East Noble did if we want to compare that 17 to 24. So all of a sudden we need to throw in the Norwell Knights as a, a real consistent, strong football team in this conference and another great defense leading the way. I mean, nothing to take away from their offense, but that that defense last night flying to the football for the second straight week, Jakar Williams, that quarterback, was really bottled up and couldn't make much of anything happen. So a lot of uh, of kudos to Norwell. Now they go to Kendallville to next week in what is a real intriguing matchup now. Indeed. And, of course, yeah, uh, Norwell, as, as we mentioned, their loss to Leo – that was their only loss of the year. They're four and one, so yeah. quietly they're among the mix for uh, uh, you know vying for a championship. We'll tell you what we're going to do. Well, let's go ahead and uh, step out and take our first break of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we'll cover the ACAC conference as well as the Northeast Corner Conference, and then uh, maybe look ahead to the schedule in Week Six and uh, and take your comments on the uh, Automotive Color and Supply text line at four six eight six two four six eight six two. Put TS in the front of your message. Maybe. You have have thoughts about the Carol Dwanger game tonight at seven o'clock at Carol? Well, do so with us, and uh, we will get it on. So we're going to go ahead, step out, take a break. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talk and Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on thirteen eighty The Fan, one hundred point nine FM. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professional. 
professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Say we have a bad week on the Sports Rush, which of course never happens. All right, we never have a bad show. No, never. Never happens. So like, Not a chance. But, but say it does. Say we have a rough week on the Sports Rush, and I go on Facebook and Twitter, and I unfollow you. You know, I, I, I just ain't feeling you, man. You're not, it doesn't take gotta, a bad week for you to unfollow me. Yeah. I, you've done that a few times, I think, when we've had good weeks, so it doesn't matter. Every weekday at 4, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. NFL Votes is a league-wide initiative to support and encourage voter education, registration, and activation efforts of players, clubs, and fans from now up until Election Day. Inspired by ongoing conversations with players, the NFL launched NFL Votes to empower and improve our communities through exercising the right to vote. Join the NFL family by registering to vote today and make your voice heard this November. Visit NFL.com slash votes to learn more. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Tell you what, before we get to the ACAC and NECC scores, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. I gave them a call and uh, had uh, Mr. Harris come out. Rick Harris came out to the house and uh, did the inspection on our water softener. And just to make sure that everything was running right, he came out, took a look at it, went inside, did the water tests. And as soon as he did the water test, you could tell it when he put it in a little beaker bottle. He said it turned the, the purple color. And he said, you've got extremely soft water right now, Jim. Well, that's good. Then I know it's working well. And then we looked at uh, my reverse osmosis drinking water system that Diane loves so so much. And uh, we basically had a, a TDS score of like 15. Well, a lot of uh, your bottled water that you buy is maybe 25 parts per million. This was only 15. Now, when we tested the water not going through the reverse osmosis it was like 658 which means that in in TDS total dissolved solids things in your water that aren't really water so 
uh, we, we had a whole lot of things filtered out of our water system with our reverse osmosis system. And you too can do that and, and have pristine drinking water, uh, good water for your health, for your internal organs, for your pets as well. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for you to, uh, you know, Take charge of your health. 484-8668. 484-8668. Give Culligan a call. Now on to high school football scores week five in the Allen County Athletic Conference. Adams Central over Heritage last night by a score of 42-6. to six. And per- pretty much expected uh, Casey Colkman in his first year at Heritage uh, Adam Central, the Flying Jets, uh, still, uh, they're, they're looking down the road just a tad, but they aren't looking past the one-game-at-a-time mentality, just like Coach Mosier at, uh, at South Adams. So uh, it's Adam Central 42-6 to over Heritage. Bluffton gets a 48-7 to victory over Jay County, and it was kind of the, the Cody Middlestead hayden Nern show as uh, Nern uh, had six touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown, and uh, Middlestead had two touchdowns. And 173 yards receiving on the night for the Tigers. How about that? Usually a guy that's tearing up the ground, Cody Middlestead. So Hayden Dern's come back with a vengeance the last couple games. He was out, you know, for the South Adams game with an injury, but uh, has has really come back strong. Bluffton continues to just look like that strong number three team in the uh, in the ACAC. They'll still get a shot uh, at Adams Central at some point later in the season. But, um, you know, good for, for Coach Kunkel out there at Bluffton. You know, yeah, they can't climb to the top of the heat above those Adams County schools for uh, for a uh, conference championship, but they've uh, really turned that program into a consistent contender and dominating the teams they should dominate. We've seen other teams this week, last couple of weeks, struggle with those teams that they should beat, right? And. Mm-hmm. Bluffton's not having those issues. They're going out and beating the teams they're supposed to be in convincing fashion. And the other scores from around the ACAC, South Adams uh, holds serve. They beat Monroe Central 31-14. to Really wasn't as close as the score indicates. Yeah. They were up 31-7, to a, a late touchdown by Monroe Central. But Monroe Central has probably given uh, the Starfires uh, is is tough a test as is just about anybody this season. But Christian uh, Somerset, two rushing uh, touchdowns, one fumble recovery for a touchdown. James Arnold, one touchdown. Pass. Wow, what's wrong with James? Well, yeah, uh, jeez. Wow. Well, this is a good thing for for South Adams. I think at halftime it was twenty-one-seven, maybe. I mean, they needed a game where their starters were going to have to uh, play into the second half and really put together a complete four quarters of football. They were able to get that yesterday, which it couldn't come in as a better time with Adam Central looming next week. So I can tell you Grant Mosier, yeah, he's probably going to find flaws in his team last night, but that's a good thing because for so long they've just been able to roll through team after team after team. Right Now he's going to be able to come into the meetings and say, look, these are the aspects of the game we need to get better at for next week and for the postseason. The other score in the Allen County Athletic Conference, Fairview, 69, Woodland, nothing. This was a game that the Warriors uh, put on their schedule a little bit late yeah. uh, in the uh, week. So y- y- you get what you get. And, and, and that program, 
that program, which had uh, seen a lot of heights and, and has been contending and, and has gone down and, and has seen the inside of, you know, what Lucas Oil Stadium looks like over the years. You know, there, there are going to be years like this where you're going to have to rebuild the program and in you know, graduation takes the big uh, the big loss. And, uh, hey, so they will rebuild. Mike Smith will have things going for uh, for the Warriors in the right direction. But uh, they, they took a big one last night. Tough situation for Mike Smith with Woodland because they had so much talent in those classes with Coach Haydock and those in the two-year stretch, you know, going down to Lucas Oil Stadium and, and really, you know, fourth quarter lead, get away late, you know, and could have won a state title. And then the talent pool just kind of, you know, you have your ebbs and flows at every program, and I think those couple pro- classes were so good, and then you took a significant dip down and then with talent level, and then you have Coach Haydock leave to go to Wayne, and I think it was just kind of a, a one-two punch for uh, for Coach Smith coming in is that you have a lot of raw players that you need to mold, mm-hmm. and you're um, you know behind the eight ball, we completely trying to rebuild the program after after uh, Coach Haydock leaves. So tough situation in 2020. I imagine brighter days are ahead for Woodland. Indeed. 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text on it. Before we get to the Northeast Corner Conference, uh, the, we had a text that came in, and uh, I, I'd like for Justin to respond to this, and I'm basically going to just Uh-oh. I'll read the text, and then I'll, I'll sit back. I might even turn my mic off. I don't know. But, uh, uh, <laughs> You're setting me up for something here. <laughs> okay. The, uh, the, the question, or not the question, but the comment uh, that came in on the Automotive Color and Supply text line says, refs still undefeated. Might go the whole season without a loss. And then uh, ends it up with, thanks for what you guys do. Justin. Uh, somebody's baiting Justin. me here. <laughs> I, I guarantee you. I, I don't think so, unless they're a follower of yours on, <laughs> on Twitter or or, uh, you know, there's, or just no. But uh, anyway, um, you have had issue with fans, adult fans. Yeah, but parents. Being, yeah, parents being unfairly chastising um, referees. Uh, yeah, borderline blaming, abusive. And I mean, blaming referees mm-hmm. for for losses to their team. Saw it again last night at, at East Noble, or uh, uh, with East Noble fans, you know, yelling at, at, at officials. I saw it earlier this year with, with Northside fans in the Carroll game. It, it's it's become an epidemic, truly. Um, games and students and stuff. But without those elements in the stands, you can really really the parents really stand out and yelling at officials and it's just i get the occasional complaint here and there but when you constantly chastise and berate officials play after play after play and you're it's just bad even if you you have a beef you a legitimate beef it's just bad behavior and it's basically telling kids to blame anybody else but themselves for a loss and that's a horrible life lesson to teach someone is that take responsibility it's okay to lose you know no no officiating crew is perfect we'll have officials on this show and say they missed call but no but you lost 24 to nothing the officials had nothing to do with your loss a missed call here and there yes But there's ways to show your displeasure for a call without getting personal, without abuse, verbal abuse from the crowd. And I've seen it 
throughout this season of various locales, and it's 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 embarrassing and it's it's pathetic and and all those other adjectives you can use to describe it. Uh, unfortunately, it's something that we've seen more and more prevalently over the years. It's just as bad at basketball games. So it's just something that's gotten old, and I really wish that uh, that adults would look themselves in the mirror and check themselves as a instead of in this environment where we're so divisive, just you know laying into the officials like I've heard through the first five weeks. And of course, what does chastising the officiating crew or an official do other than yeah. put the attention on you? You're not going to change a call from the right. stands. You know, the officials aren't going to go, no, wait a minute. Now, Bill and Marge Smith up in row 14 <laughs> they got a good said point that, was a, that was a bad call. I think we should we should uh, look to see about Should we overturn this? No, yeah, it's not going to happen. But you do call perhaps undue attention to yourself in the meantime by, you know, chastising, berating the officials. Who, uh, believe it or not, that's not their full-time job. Right. They're doing it. And if they didn't do it, there's a a better than even chance that you might not get to watch your son or your neighbor, your grandson play football, play sports, your granddaughter in the high school level because there aren't enough officials. And we've had that uh, show on several times already. Yeah. You know, we need officials. But then again... You're walking into the lion's den yeah. if you're going to become an official just to be, you know, ripped apart. If you make uh, yeah. possibly a mistake, not even a mistake, but the mistake in the eyes of an observer who doesn't right. know the rules as well as you do. Yeah, you know, uh, this is this could be an entire show, but I think it really it really boils down to parents, not all parents, but more and more parents seeing the sport through jaded eyes trying to favor their kid it starts so young when you know parents are telling kids it wasn't your fault you lost you know this kid messed up or the or the coach made the wrong call we see it at the lower levels mm-hmm. or yelling at officials at yeah, pal games and um, yelling at AAU events for nine, eight, nine, ten year olds, and that's where it starts. And these parents just continue to deflect the blame for losses or their kid's performance on another kid or the coach or the official, and it just continues to go as they get older. To now, when we see it at the high school level. You know, coaches are berated constantly by parents and adults because of not making the right decision or playing this kid over this kid. Or the, and, and we see it vocally on Friday nights when they're yelling at the officials. It's always someone else's fault that their kid isn't as good as they think they are or mm-hmm. their team did not win. It's always someone else's fault. Leo thoroughly dominated East Noble last night. In all three facets of the football game, that decided the football game, not the officials. And unfortunately for some people, it's hard to recognize that. It's always somebody else's fault, and it's a societal issue. It just so happens to be affecting youth sports more and more with each passing year, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, I've coached. For years and years and years, and, and a lot of it is, is the youth coaching, the Little League coaching, all the way up through high school and beyond. But when you're coaching young kids, and let's say they, they go out and they battle and they get beat. Let's say you're in a baseball game and they get beat 5-4. to four. And, I've, and I've got two kids over in the corner of the dugout crying. Well, what's wrong? We lost. Okay, yeah, we did. 
You don't have to like losing, but you have to accept that the other team was better than you on this given night or this day. And then just work to become better if if that's the the route you want to take. But you have to prepare yourself to be, you know, gracious in loss because as you go forward in life, you're going to have wins and believe it or not, losses yeah. too. You're going to lose on that job promotion to someone else. You're going to lose on that bid of a house to someone else. There's all kinds of things that you're going to lose out on. Yeah. And you have you don't have to like it, but you have to accept it and move on. And this is what we're trying to teach kids at at the younger level that it's not the end of the world. Of course, you don't know what's going on at home either. You know, yeah. you don't know if it's a winner else mentality there. But yeah. that's what you try to impart onto the kids. That yeah. But then if you lose, lose graciously, and then just just let's say let's work on our weaknesses. Yeah. You know. So anyway, four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line. Uh, had a text that came in when we started talking about refereeing and, and officiating. It says, been going on forever. I have a list of the worst schools. Officials I know like doing football better than basketball because they don't hear 90% of it. I agree with that, too, because you do have that space. Thank goodness for tracks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> bleachers. Yeah. And, and it's like a know, moat. Yeah. It's like a moat around a castle, right? It, it is. And, <laughs> and it's uh, it's kind of a little bit of the official's haven. But, you know, and we joke about it, but we're only half joking because we're serious yeah. as well. Seri- yeah. And so, you know, that's just one of those things. But anyway, hey, we need to go to break. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll run down the NECC scores. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. If the basketball, baseball, and hockey action at BetMGM Sports isn't enough for you, football is back. And if you're a new customer at BetMGM, your first bet on any sport is risk-free up to $500 with bonus code DC500. Simply sign up and make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. With all four major sports going on at once, there's never been a better time to take advantage of BetMGM's parlay bonus payouts, live betting action, daily boosted odds specials, and much more. Believe in your game with the same folks that bring you the best sports books and casinos on the Las Vegas Strip. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code DC500 to get back up to $500 in free bets if you lose your first wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Indiana. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
With so many roofing companies in the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make the decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after your job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Looking to complete that roofing job you've been considering for months before winter hits? Call Alliance Exteriors today at 908-5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free no-pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Plus, take advantage of $2,500 off your new metal roof for a limited time only. That's $2,500 off the last roof you'll ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors, your partners for life. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports on a Saturday, September 19th, 2020. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the huddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you want to uh, weigh in on the topics today, we're talking high school football. And we're also talking officiating as well now. 46862, the automotive color. And, yeah, let's try that again. 46862, the automotive color and supply text line. 46862, put TS in the front of your message, if you will. We'd appreciate it. And uh, tell you what we're going to do, because we've gotten some more texts that have come in regarding officiating. So we're just going to run down the Northeast Corner Conference scores now and then uh, go from there uh, into uh, the texts that have arrived here. Okay. Northeast Corner Conference scores from last night had Angola winning again, beating Lakeland 49 to 17. The Hornets, and now that, you know, they had a two week off, uh, two week layoff, uh, due to the, uh, COVID positive, and, uh, they came back, they beat the Lakers 49 to 27. It was Central Noble over Fremont 35 34 in overtime. Central Noble now sits atop the small division with a perfect 2 and 0 record they're 3 and 2 overall Fremont drops to 0 and 1 in the conference it was Cherubusco over Prairie Heights 42 to nothing in a conference game in the uh, in the small division as well east side 40 Garrett nothing Laban Davis we I think we talk about him every week. 126 yards rushing from the quarterback uh, position. Had touchdown runs of 3, 31, 50, and 30 yards. So, once again, he can he can pop through a seam and, and be gone from just about anywhere on the field. And he, he pretty much showed it last night. He can. It, it, the wealth of quarterbacks that we have in this area this season is, is amazing. It used to be very... SAC dominated, where we would find you know the best quarterbacks in the area. But you look across uh, in the, in the in Northeast Eight, you know Greg Bolt is phenomenal. I'd put Eli Riley as one of the underrated quarterbacks mm-hmm. around. Jakar Williams at New Haven. You go to ACAC and you have Arnold at, and and Hayden Nern, and you go to the NACC and Tucker Hasselman and Laban Davis and 
uh, it, it's it's across the spectrum. All four conferences in the area have some phenomenal quarterbacks within the, their leagues, and I, I think it's as balanced as we've ever seen it in terms of quarterback talent in the four conferences. It makes Friday nights really exciting across the spectrum, from you know rural northern Indiana to the epicenter of Fort Wayne. Well, you know, just looking. And, and if you put any weight in the all-conference uh, selections that come out at the end of the season, just in the Summit Athletic Conference alone at quarterback, you're going to have probably at least one, maybe, well, no, two I can think of right now, at least two outstanding quarterbacks that are going to get honorable mention. Not going to make right. first team or second team. Sure. They're going to get honorable mention any other year, perhaps, they're a first team quarterback. Most definitely. I mean, who gets left out? You know, you got Becker and Deuce there, one A, and you got, you and got Brandon B. Davis, you got Davis, Brandon Lytle. Yeah, you know, in, in you could probably, you know, I mean, Evan Ormsby's playing yeah, well, as yeah. good as anybody right now in the SAC quarterback. So, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's incredibly difficult to rank some of those quarterbacks, and it, it's really, really great to see just the uh, the talent level at the quarterback spot. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. Uh, want to give you some other scores from around the state. Uh, this one for Garrett Weejack specifically. Uh, Gary, uh, well, Andrean, 52 to 10 over Highland. Andrean now 4 and 1. They're 2, uh, 2A, uh, AP number 1 in, uh, in this week's Fighting poll. 59ers. Yes, Rolling. indeed. They are, uh, 4 and 1 on the season. Other scores, let's say from around the 317. Now, Center Grove beat North Central 47. And nothing. Center Groves five and zero. Oh, okay. Then Carmel got a win last night over Lawrence North thirty six thirty four. Carmel ran their record now to three and two. Ben Davis won just their second game of the year by beating Warren Central. Okay. Mm-hmm. People from the two six zero. This is this is weird. Ben Davis is now two and three on the season. That was their second win. Warren Central lost to Ben Davis. It just doesn't seem. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem to make sense. But you know, even ebbs and flows strike the three one seven. I mean, Ben Davis has had some of the best teams in Indiana history recently and is struggling. Warren Central the same. Center Grove seems to be that team along with Cathedral down there in the three one seven. So every year it's different down there. Makes it a lot of fun, and it's always a, when you look at six A. And you're like, okay, we have good team. You know, you look at Carroll, you know, potentially Homestead this year. You know, do they run up against Carroll or Carmel again in that regional? How does that go? Yeah, semi-state looks tough. Maybe you avoid a three-one-seven team outside of Carmel till state. Um, it's tough. Tough to see a road to a state championship in six A for any Fort Wayne team. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and it's uh, you know, and, and you, we talk about some of the teams down there that that aren't having the years they should. One last score in the Northeast Corner Conference: Fairfield beat West Noble, forty-one to seven. The Chargers now zero and five on the season, scoring just twenty-one points in those five games. Fairfield Falcons four and zero, baby. That's right, that's right, four and zero on the season. They've uh, conversely just given up thirty-two points overall. So yeah, just. Uh, 
the reversal of fortunes. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. All right, we uh, we talked a little bit about officials. Had a text that came in a little bit earlier. Uh, said the refs are still undefeated. Uh, might go the whole season without a, a loss. Uh, it, it's something that Justin is very passionate about in that he has seen adults berating officials unnecessarily at games this season since and and, and parents haven't been allowed to to, uh, many games uh, thus far especially uh, in the conferences around the city but uh, this is uh, once again goes a long way towards people going do I really want to officiate now we'll see here we got a couple of texts that came in one says 40 year veteran football official who has officiated two state championship games thank you for your comments and support another one says fans displaying abusive behavior towards officials should be made to referee a varsity wrestling meet at Belmont High School (laughs) let them experience how fun that is and that is a different world I, yeah, oh I've, my goodness! I've heard stories. I mean, you even see like viral videos of parents getting in fights at at wrestling meets. I mean, yeah, it's wild. Um, some of the most passionate parents are are wrestling and swimming parents too. Would be pretty crazy, but it's a uh, it's a big problem. And I wish these administrations would get it under control. I think if any. I can understand an occasional yell to an official about missing a call, this, that. But when it becomes a pattern, when it becomes abusive, when mm-hmm. it becomes uh, with, filled with vitriol, then those fans should be removed immediately. Because it will affect the athletic director down the line when they try to schedule officials and officials decline yeah. because of their fan base. Yeah. You know, so that... Or, can, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I would love to see just a removal of those fans. And if it doesn't stop, then a banning from going to games. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're reaching that point, and maybe we need to have more of a law enforcement presence at games to enforce removals. It's sad that we need that, though, but I see I, I see what you're saying. I mean, I, 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 I legitimately think, and if there's any officials li- listening out there, I've been to places and games over the years where I legitimately felt the officials could have bodily harm or abuse. I mean, it, 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 it came up to potentially crossing the line between verbal abuse and something physical happening, basically. And it's sad. All for high school competition. Yeah, all for freaking high school. It doesn't matter. All this stuff we're talking about, it doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. In life, it doesn't matter. At least wins and losses don't matter. I mean, you know, the camaraderie and the life skills you gain, yes, that matters. But the wins and losses, in the end, doesn't matter. It doesn't, yeah. You know, it's interesting uh, talking briefly about wrestling and, and having to officiate a wrestling match at, at Belmont, but it just reminds me of a story back uh, when I was in high school and Fred Tone, God rest his soul, what a, the ultimate competitor I've ever seen in my life, was the wrestling coach at Bishop Wenger. And he used to get so excited during matches didn't matter if it was the 119 or the heavyweight. He would get so excited and so fired up that he would be sitting on a folding chair off the mat, and he would jump up. The folding chair would basically fold up and <laughs> fall behind him and make the biggest racket you'd ever heard. But then he would jump so you know so 
so viciously he'd end up on on the mat on the outskirts of the mat and he was threatened with with penalties uh, team penalties for that so what he would have his either his assistants or the the student managers do is that before a meet he would have them take like a cloth and tie his feet <laughs> to the front legs of the folding chair so that when he jumped up, he had the chair behind him. <laughs> he couldn't. It would impede his progress. And uh, But that's that's what he did, too, because he wasn't going to uh, you know, curtail his excitement for the wrestling match and the competition. You know, I can remember him like it was yesterday screaming, accept that challenge, accept that challenge. And... Oh my gosh! I tell you what, if if you had a, a motivational speech by Fred Tone, you weren't losing the game mm-hmm. right after that speech. Yeah. But anyway, four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two. Put TS in your message. Uh, I had a text came in and says uh, TS Carmel is now in the South. We won't see them until state, so Carmel hey, hey. will not come up How about in that? regionals. I think it was regionals. Yeah, yeah, it was regional regionals and play one of our six A teams. So uh, there we go. So Thank who? Yeah, I'll have to look real quick. So the success wonder, factor had to bump somebody, right, in the north end of the. Or state. they redrew the lines. Yeah. So I'll have to look as uh, as we we close here. Just who is in the northern part of of the six uh, A sectionals? Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. So. Um, Hey, uh, another uh, little uh, little blurb in this morning's Journal Gazette. I noticed it said uh, Indianapolis proposes bubble. Uh, it says with the coronavirus pandemic already forcing changes for college basketball, a bubble may be brewing in Indianapolis. Indiana Sports Corp released a proposal that calls for turning the city convention centers, exhibition halls, and meeting rooms into basketball courts and locker rooms. Expansive safety measures and daily COVID-19 testing uh, are planned. So once again, being proactive about what's going to happen, but. It sure would be nice to to have teams playing in their own gymnasiums and in arenas and being able to uh, get a handle on this so that that could indeed happen. And I'd hate to think of of last winter around Christmas time as the olden days uh, of sports. <laughs> so, <laughs> olden days. Uh, correct. Correct with with Carmel. They go south. So the f- sectional four, which was always Carmel, now has, I believe, it is um, Westfield in it, and Hamilton Southeastern are kind of the premier teams. The region could have a lot to do with six A Merrillville, who I. Th- if I remember, the, has benefited significantly from Illinois not playing football. They had a couple guys that crossed the state line to come and play at Merrillville. Uh, they're undefeated. Lafayette Jeff, Jeff also undefeated. Those potentially could be issues in semi-state, but uh, could, that texture was correct. Maybe a, a, a reprieve in 6A at the regional level without Carmel in there. Yes, not having to deal with the Greyhounds at the regional level. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. Uh, this one just uh, just in. It says, T.S., great comments on officiating this morning. Need more support. Fans and teams were great last night at Snyder Homestead. So that's good to hear. Yeah. Because uh, And that's what we'd like. We'd like to hear the positives. Exactly. It's, it's exhausting to focus on the negatives. So if you have positive fan experiences uh, relating to officials or, or coaches or whatever, let us know because it gets old. 
You know, we already got a lot, enough negativity we hear each and every day, right? Let's hear some positivity. That's right. And speaking of Homestead, Chad Zolman back on the sideline for the uh, Spartans last night, correct? Yes. So uh, correct. So, so Sean Harkness uh, still three and zero record. Three and zero. He's waiting for that call. Three and zero. time he has to step in, he'll do it. It's about time for a. a Coach Hart bobblehead <laughs> should be should be in the works over there at uh, at Olmstead. But you know, real exciting coming up tonight. Carol Bishop Dwayne will be fun. Some big you know a lot of people will be talking about Adams Central South Adams next week. How about Fairfield and Angola? Yes, combined seven and zero battling at Angola. We've wondered if Fairfield's for real. I guess we'll find out next week. Undefeated showdown in the big school division of the NECC. So we've got, uh, and let's just run down the Summit Athletic Conference schedule next week. Of course, after tonight's game, as you said, uh, at Carroll with uh, the Chargers and Bishop DeWanger. Well, on Friday, we've got Concordia at Bishop DeWanger. So Concordia goes to Shields Field now and, and takes on the Saints. Bishop Lures at Northrop. Northside at Homestead. Snyder goes to Wayne. And Southside plays at Carroll. So, uh there again, if, if you uh, know of any uh, surprises or anything of that nature, uh, hey, there you go. In the Northeast 8 Conference, Huntington North at DeKalb, Leo at Belmont, New Haven at Columbia City, Norwell at East Noble, and the way the well, I, I, I could be cliche and go, well, the Knights are going to win this one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Norwell, at, Norwell at Kendallville, though. And the Knights, the, the Knights of East Noble right. always play well at home, uh, despite the fact they won't be playing in front of the throngs of East Noble fans that are so supportive of that team and that program. But Norwell coming on strong now, and uh, that that could be a dandy. That could be one to star uh, as we go forward. And um, as you said, Adams Central at South Adams. Uh, this is for the marbles. This is going to be. Uh, I wonder if anybody. Well, see there again. Uh, maybe they'll they'll be lining the fences or something like that. But my goodness, Adams Central at South Adams, um, combined nine and one. That, that's that's a Danny. It was a it was a you know interesting game last year because of the storms that rolled through right before sure. Minnick Field as well. And then we've got Bluffton at Greensburg, Woodland at Jay County. Now, Jay County is down. Somebody has to win. Somebody there. has to. Yes, indeed. And um, could this be a, a good chance for the Warriors to get their first win under Mike Smith's yeah, uh, leadership? Yeah, well, the Patriots. The Patriots need their first win, too. Somebody's is, getting a dub. Yes, yeah, all right. In the northeast corner, Cherubusco at Fremont, Fairfield at Angola, like uh, Justin just mentioned, Garrett at West Noble, Lakeland at Central Noble, Prairie Heights at East Side. Ooh, um, could be rough. Could be a tough one there. Indeed, indeed. Whew. Well, that's... Uh, the hour goes quick when we talk football, doesn't it? That's right. And then we get our heart rates up and, and <laughs> things like that just a bit. But, uh, man, that's going to just about do it for talking sports. Thanks for all the texts that came in this morning. And uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate your interest in local and high school sports as well. Don't forget, Justin Kenny, OutsideTheHuddle.net. Give it a view. Take a look. If you want to learn more about high school football, high school basketball, go there. Also uh, with OPS as well. So um, aside from that, 
I'm going to go and barbecue today. Great day for it. Nice fall day. Yeah, yeah. Might have to take out hot chocolate or coffee Mm. instead of, you know, a cold beverage. But I'll be be on the grill for the family today. And that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, and you completed a 50-mile bike ride last week. Yeah, finished upright. Went well. Uh, The young boys that we took, the teenage guys that that needed this for their Eagle Scout badge, those those are the guys that struggled, surprisingly. But they did it, though, right? They did it. Yeah, completed 50 miles. They got, they got the badge. They did. Yeah. I figured you'd walk in today and I'd have to call you Quadzilla. <laughs> Not to that extent. Not <laughs> okay. yet, at least. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for Talking Sports. Thanks to, uh, uh, as we said, all the texts that, that came in. Thanks for tuning in each and every Saturday. And until next week, have a great week, everybody. Hey, Boilermaker fans, football may be postponed, but we got you covered all season long with Purdue Dream Season. He, he makes the catch at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. Every Saturday through football season, we revisit some classic Purdue games right here on the Boilermakers Sports Network from Learfield IMG College on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying lower-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands or AT&T Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.